Hello everyone, this is Pastor Ronke Lulano of Harmony Christian Center. Thank you for joining our podcast today. I pray today's message will encourage, edify and illuminate you. Sit back, relax and enjoy the message. Amen, amen, amen. few things I want us to perhaps hold on to. Every point in time that we hear the word, it shall become engrafted in our hearts. It is becoming engrafted in our hearts that makes it affirmative, that makes it available for us to pull it out and to be able to use it. And so when the enemy comes, you know, in the form of a friend and says that he or she wants to date you, you pull out the word. You have a check in your spirit and you know that, get thee behind me, Satan. Whatever God has written for each and every one of us, the grace to get there, it shall be our portion in Jesus' name. The word I'm going to be sharing today is like a bridge. It's going to be focusing on rounding up the area on dating, as well as going into partly, you know, marital relationships. So this word applies to both who are married and to those who are not married. And the title of it is Checklist for Godly Dating. Can we open our Bibles to Ecclesiastes, please? Ecclesiastes chapter 4, the message, praise God. I'm reading from verse 9 to 12. It says, It is better to have a partner than go it alone. Share the work, share the wealth. And if one falls down, the other helps. But if there's no one to help, tough. Two in a bed warm each other. Alone, you shiver all night. That not be your portion. By yourself, you're unprotected. With a friend, you can face the worst. Can you round up a third? A three-stranded rope isn't easily snapped. The second scripture is Daniel 11.32. You don't need to turn to it. The latter part of it says, They that know their God, they shall do what? They shall be strong and do exploits. Now, these two scriptures, we're going to tie it into what we're going to share today. Because I believe from the word of God, God indeed is a relational God. He believes in relationships. And that's why, you know, when, you, when we refer to God, we refer to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Genesis 1.26, God said, let us make man in our own image and after our own. Who is the hour there? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So God himself is the chief of all believers in relationships. And that's why he expects us also to have godly relationships. People that know their God, they are, by God's grace, able to do exploits. When you know God, doing exploits and being able to do exploits is actually unquestionable. It's part of the package. And you are whole in yourself. Pastor's been preaching a lot about being single and whole, being rest assured that the things that God has put in you, you can use it. That's true. Because when you're strong, when you're whole, you do exploits. But nevertheless, even though you're whole in yourself, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, God still created us for what? Relationships. I read something about, yes, you may be blessed, and thank God we are blessed, you are blessed. I'm talking to, talk to someone and say, you are blessed. But I came across a very good definition of being blessed. And I put it down. I said, being blessed is the uncanny, innate ability to succeed over adversity. I repeat, being blessed is the uncanny, innate ability to succeed over adversity. If you think about that, being blessed, 
Yes, I'm blessed. I'm blessed with my going out. I'm blessed with my coming in. This is what God has called me. But you will still go through challenges. You will still go through trials. And sometimes when you're going through all of those things, the ability to succeed over all of those challenges, you need the right kind of relationships around you. Do you agree with me? The most single ingredient in the oath, O-A-T-H, in the oath of success is knowing how to maintain relationships. There are about five things I want to bring out. Remember the title is checklist for godly dating. Remember pastor was saying last week that which checklist do you have? Should it be tall? Should it be slim? Should it have six pack, round pack? Whatever pack is going to have, what checklist are you having? So I'm not looking into those worldly checklists now. We are looking into the checklist for godly dating. And equally, those points also apply, like I said, to marital relationships or any relationships for that matter. So the first point I want to bring out from this is that relationships produce power and confidence. Godly relationships. If you have someone you're dating, is that person you're dating, is that relationship you're into, is it producing power and confidence in you? Remember, when we read from that um, passage, it says it's better to have a partner than to go it alone. Why? Because when you know someone, it gives you the ability to do great things with and through them. A good relationship empowers you. Share the work and you share the wealth. That's what message translation says. I remember, by the grace of God, when my husband and I got into a relationship that led into well, marriage 30 years ago, by the grace of God, I remember clearly. I had, you know, talking about wholeness, talking about you have a plan, talking about what you know, the pathway you're going. I know clearly that I was making my pathway to prepare to come to the UK. Because for me, the nursing career, for me, the vision of it was birthed here. I'm sure I've shared that vision or testimony with someone before. So being born in this country, but having lived and trained and grown up in Nigeria, for me to come back here, it necessitated that I should go and dig out wherever my baby British passport was. And in those days, when you look out for, what do you call it, the um, British High Commission, it's like a place that you begin to pray and fast before you go to. Because even when you go there, they can treat you anyhow. It's like you don't have a right, even though you have the right. It's your right, but they try to pull, it, pull a wool over your face. So... Thank God for my late dad. He's very thorough. He'll organize everything. So we dug and dug and dug and brought out my British passports. And I remember at that point in time, my husband had now, well, it wasn't my husband then, but was now saying, this is your England you want to go to. You know, are you sure that it's now that? I said, this is something I've prayed about and this is now the time. But they said the British passport can take nothing less than six months before you can even get it. So he said, let us pray. And we prayed. And believe you me, we submitted it, put all the documents, everything, the baby, the nanny, the school, the everything that I went to in this country. And within 10 weeks, the results was out. The passport was out, out. I believe when you are in a godly relationship, it's important that it will produce power and it will build up your what? Confidence. I remember going for that interview, and I was like looking at them and saying that, you know, I've got everything, but because I, it came with me, and I was, like, <laughs> I was like thinking, yes, at least he's here, there with me. So it's like that confidence, that inner confidence became much more stronger. I was meant to be doing it alone on my, by my own, but before he came and joined, but now that he joined this situation, confidence came. 
When you're in a godly relationship, you realize that it just gives you a boost. You have a feeling like, like how a child can say, I have a father who will speak for me, you know, or somebody who's in school that can say, I have a brother who will fight for me. There are certain things you may not do if you think that you don't have anybody to speak for you. But when you're in a godly relationship, there's a confidence that comes because you know somebody is standing beside you. You know someone is rooting for you. You know someone is praying for you. You know you are not alone. I pray that for every relationship that we are in, there will be godly ones that will indeed boost our confidence and indeed help us and propel us to go towards what God wants us to do. If you are in a relationship, ask, is this one that is boosting your confidence or is pulling you down? I pray that your relationship and your dates that you are in will be one that will lift you high in Jesus' name. Inside that particular point, there are people who believe, yeah, I don't really need anyone, I can do it on my own. Uh, but Pastor said that we, we need to be whole, and I'm whole and I'm single, I'm okay, fine. There is an argument for that, and it's true. But sometimes, when you think that you can go it alone in every way, I find that people that say those things is actually a negative defense. Sometimes. It's not because, it's just, ah, I don't need anybody. I have no need of anybody. It's me and my God. Once I call on God, God answers me. But God still will use human being to reach to you. Because God will not come down from heaven and get to you. So don't rule out or rubbish the rule of people that God will send to you in your life. Be open in your spirit to have a godly relationship. May our relationships, may our dating, if you're single, may the people, the business partners we get into, may they be godly ones that will produce power and confidence in our lives in Jesus' name. Number two point. Relationships gives you the power to multiply. Message tells us, it says, if two get together, it produces what? Power. The reward for their toil multiplies. May the reward for your toil multiply in Jesus' name. There's no point laboring day and night and doing the same thing and you have nothing to show for it. But when you are in a godly relationship, when you're dating somebody who is right, that addition that says one plus one is two is no longer two. The synergy will come into it. One plus one will become three or even become four because your energy would have become multiplied. It would have gone to another level. It's important to synergize and bring your strength on board and I bring my own strength too. What do I mean by that? When you're in a godly relationship... Two good heads are better than one. So whatever you are bringing on board, and I'm bringing mine, when we bring it together, we will see the potential of how the consequential increase would actually go higher and multiply. It's important for each and every one of us that when you're in a relationship, you begin to ask yourself, what am I contributing? What is this person bringing? Is our relationship, is it making us to increase or is it making us even to decrease? There must be multiplication, there must be increase, there must be growth, there must be productivity, there must be something that you know that is bringing about even the two of you that is synergizing and bringing glory to God. Both physically, materially, and otherwise, it's absolutely important to know that two of you come together, there must be synergy. Bible says one will chase a thousand and two will chase what? 10,000. So if the Bible says it, the people in the market world say it, and we ourselves, we expect it, then we should look out for people who would be those who would actually help to synergize what we are doing. So it's absolutely important before you date anybody, before, think about where are they coming from? What is their values? What do they see in life? Do they see life as just spend, go party, and just enjoy the day and live together? Tomorrow will sort itself out. That is not life. You need to start thinking of tomorrow today. When you start thinking of tomorrow from today, and you see somebody who has that kind of mindset, 
oh, that's, that looks good. And you say to even if the person is not doing it, I say, by the way, you know, this is something that my parents are doing for me. Such a person, if they are the right kind of person, ah, me too, I want to do that kind of a thing. Because then there is synergy. So whatever it is, make sure that your relationship is one that helps you and is pointing towards multiplication, not towards division, not towards depletion. You will not deplete in the name of Jesus. When you see anybody that's about to be a channel of depletion, I say, take to your heels and run because there are things that God has called you to do. You are chosen, you are the head and not the tail. There are certain things that you carry. Don't let any other person that is not going anywhere come and derail you. May you not date, may you not relate to somebody who will, everything you have labored for, that you have saved up for, who will now one day, one little touch, the whole thing is totally, you know, disappear. May that not be our portion in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Because of time, I'm not going too much into this, but I'm praying that we get the gist of what we're talking about and that each and every one of us, we apply it into our marriage, into our home, into our relationships, into our businesses. And for those who are single, think about it. I always say, oh, I wish I was single again. Oh. You know, there are many opportunities for single people. Many. Praise the Lord. Number three points. Relationship produces power for you to be able to rise and fight. When you walk in the midst of danger, your friend or your partner will rise up and help you. This could be either spiritual or physical danger. My question to you, will your date defend you in public or deny you? Will he or she stand up for you when you're facing injustice, unfair treatment from your tutors, unfair treatment from your colleagues in your workplace, unfair treatment from your bosses, what will your date, what will your friend, what will the person you have a relationship do? Will they deny you and say, ah, I actually know of the things that, you know, we've had, we've had dealings before. But this is the person that when you're in the home and you're together, they're asking you for this, asking you for that. They're making sure that the demand and you're giving. Yet, when it comes to have a challenge, either somebody made a false allegation against you, they cannot stand up for you. Now, that is not somebody that you should be associating yourself with. There are many, many situations that people have allowed themselves to be entangled with relationships that is all purely superficial. Because if you have a date, or if you have a relationship, or if you have a married partner, or you have whatever, they cannot rise up to fight for you. I'm telling you, that is not the person for you to be around. Will your date defend you? Or they are afraid to actually you know, you know, show that they are associated with you. But they can eat your food. They can sleep with you. They can take your money. They can do all of those things in the corner. But when it comes to open situations, they do not know you. Now, those are not the kind. I always say to people that, especially young ones, begin to look for the signs. Alien. Don't wait. Look for the signs. You know, if somebody is dating you and, you know, when you're out there, they have their friends or they have their whatever, they can't even say, oh, this is Jane, she's very close to me or whatever, and just leave it at that. He has never taken one moment to introduce you to either anybody, let alone his sister. Or, Please take your heels and run. And there you are, you're thinking you have it. There's no date. You're just dating yourself and following him around. So it's important as well that if you have a business partner or you have whatever relationship, if that person is not proud of you, if that person cannot show you to people that have meaning in their life, then that is not a relationship. 
relationship because definitely they're just using you. It's an agenda that's just for a particular uh, thing that will suit even their own personal need. Praise the Lord. It's common in universities where perhaps you could have students that will have um, their papers marked wrongly or treated badly, particularly in a place like in Africa. But it does happen here as well as I've heard. And you can tell that it's because it's a malicious um, agenda that the tutor or whatever has against, but it can't be proven. And therefore, you now say, oh, you know, this is really the case, and I know for sure. And you're telling somebody who you feel is close to you, and they're saying to you, look, in England, everybody just fights for themselves. There's no point. And they cannot encourage you or support you to go through, to fight through, to get that which belongs to you. That is not somebody to be around you. Praise the Lord. Anyone that you really call that is a godly uh, man or woman that's your partner or that's your, or your date should be ready to go all the way with you. Praise God. God is good. And it's absolutely important that if you know that you're dating somebody, it should be somebody who's ready to help you to rise and fight even for justice. Because that is the way that you'll be able to overcome anything that the enemy Maybe bring in your way. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. When you're young, we're very vulnerable, particularly women. So a guy comes to you, oh, I love you, oh, at this, oh, babes, you're the best thing that happened, da, 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 da. And then you go out and you keep going out and, you know, having fun. Most of the things that they're doing is all superficial, nothing deep, nothing substantial. It's all, you know, just enjoy the day, fair weather. But you notice that whenever you talk about any serious points, anything you know, that's committal, anything that would involve you know, him having to you know, sacrifice or take a step or take a move, such a person is not there. And then you get so involved, particularly women, emotions begin to you know, move. And women get so entangled in the emotion. The guy is thinking, as far as I'm concerned, you're just a friend. Now somebody says you're just a friend, and you're sleeping with them. Now when you sleep with them, the emotions is already entangled. You begin to see them as your lover and possibly even a husband. Now you turn to the person and tell them you're pregnant. To your tent, oh Israel, you're on your own. Because he did not tell you that he wants to marry you. So the person that did not tell you he wants to marry you and just says you're just a friend, excuse me, sister, why are you sleeping with him? That's a big question to ask. And when you answer that question yourself, you know, number one, you're not supposed to sleep with him or sleep with anybody. But okay, oh, I think he will change. I think he will marry me. You now get pregnant and say, oh, you think, I think it's happened. What has happened? The lady said to me that she told him that the guy said, what do you mean? How did it happen? You, are, you know, it's like, it's like she actually brought the pregnancy on herself. He wasn't ready to fight through with her. It's important. Before you actually get emotionally entangled with anybody, for goodness sake, ensure that this is one that will fight with you and is prepared to go all the way. Praise God. Are we being blessed? Next point I've got here. I want to talk about relationship produces power for us to rest. I want to expand it on this a little bit more. Relationship produces the power for us to rest. What do I mean by that? If you look at the scripture that we read earlier on, it talked about getting to a place of rest is linked to being in a good relationship. You are not meant to be toiling over your relationship. If you're in a relationship and today is trouble, 
tomorrow is headache. You're always fighting. You're not happy. Or you have to do twice over or 100% over to please each other. That is not a godly relationship. And which brings me to the modern thing that they're saying they're doing now, where they call themselves uni wives. You are going to university to study, to actually show yourself approved and achieve a good grade. And in between it, you are actually taking time to go and be somebody's cook, somebody's uh, washman. And now, you're toiling over that relationship, thinking that it will make it to stand. Now, that is not a relationship that will stand any test of You're just being used, and whoever is being used will also be dumped. May that not be our portion in Jesus' name. So, you cannot buy love. You cannot buy a man. You cannot buy a woman, equally a man, that thinks if I keep giving her this, if I give her that, you toil day and night. Oh, there was a sad case. Many, many years ago of this young man, he loved, well, I always say love is different from lust because I believe he lost it after the girl because he loved the looks, he loved everything. And so whenever he gets his pay packet, and I'm telling you the real story, whenever he gets his pay packet, he ensures that he opens it up to her. This is how much I have. What do you need this month? That is what the girl would have. And he did that for years and years. The money he did not have, he would go to Harrods. He would go and, because the girl said the mom brought her up to ensure that they, they buy things from Harrods and Selfridges. He would go, he would borrow money. I'm telling you, a real life story. But thank God the man was delivered because when I was counseling him in those days, he would be crying. Tears would be flowing because he was broken and shattered. He poured all of his life even into this lady. Did everything, did all that. But in that particular case, I believe that the girl also, plus the mom, because both of them were in it, were also must have been using some other diabolical uh, means to also get him completely hooked. He will, his salary is just handed over. He will go to Harrods. He will go to Selfridges. He will go and get all the things. At times, he even borrowed money to ensure that everything that the lady wanted was done. And then one blessed day, he just heard the news that, actually, I'm thinking of migrating to Nigeria. Ah, since when are you thinking, ah, I think I've had enough in London. Ah, since when? So what's going to happen to us? Well, as it looks like now, whatever will happen will happen, but I have to go. Ah. So there was nothing about the relation, about all the investments which he almost committed suicide. He, I'm telling you, he almost did what committed suicide. And so he went to chase her back in Nigeria. By the time he got there, realized that the woman has already moved on with another young man. So he was broken. It took months and months and months before he eventually got out of it. A relationship that God gives to you, you don't need to kill yourself to, to keep it. God will keep that relationship. The one that God brings to you, you will see that the hand of God will be upon it and you will enjoy yourself and you will both indeed be able to thank the Lord and know that this is the doing of the Lord and it is marvelous in our eyes. It's absolutely important, especially for ladies. We have this terrible weakness. Ah, let me do it this way. Maybe if I do it this way, it will help him. It will not help him more because what has not worked now, when you get inside, it will even be worse. In fact, you will have to remove the shoe, remove the socks, rub the back, and turn the other side and do everything, everything that is says must have to happen because right now he's telling you Islam take it away and you are running to go and do it God forbid may that not be your portion in Jesus name so take your heels and run that is a very very ungodly kind of dating that's not where God we are a 
doing? I always say to people, do you know yourself? You know, because I find that if people don't know who they are, that is when they begin to uh, serve everybody or be subservient, you know, begin to think, if I do this, maybe if I try that way. You don't have to do anything to help somebody. If they want to like you, they will like you. If they're not going to like you, they will not like you. You yourself, carry yourself confidently. Carry yourself, know who you are in God. After all, you sing in church, I know who I am. And you sing all those songs, but when you go outside and have relationships, then you drop all those things. Do you really know who you are? Who are you in Christ Jesus? You are a chosen generation, a child of God. The hand of God is upon you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And wherever you go, the favor and glory of God is upon you. No man can take away what God has called you to be. So therefore, you do not have to be subservient to any man. Neither do you have to be subservient to any woman. Because greater is he who is in you than he that's in the world. If a man tells you that it's because you're too slim or it's because you're too fat, please don't let any of those things worry you. That is not the kind of person you should be dating. Because if you toil and go and kill yourself to lose weight, you go to the gym, you go to the this, after you have lost all the weight, he will tell you there's still another inch that you need to lose because he's got so many others that he's chasing. Let no man tell you who you should be. Let God be the one that will tell you who you are and walk in the confidence and the knowledge of who you are in Christ Jesus. When you do that, you realize that no relationship is worth toiling over. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. God is good. I'll just take this last point because my time is running out. This point says relationship produces power to remain standing. This is different from being able to fight. To remain what? Standing. Life is full of ups and downs. When life throws lemon at you, turn it into a lemon juice. I remember in the early days of my relationship with my husband, we got married on the 15th of September. We had to have a registry wedding. Because like I said, I'd already had it in mind that I was coming to the UK. And the next steps were at least my mother of blessed memory, God bless her, said, make sure at least do the registry. And so by the grace of God, we did the registry and were legally married. Little did I know that life was going to throw lemon at us. And so that was September 15th. I think 18th of September 1989, I traveled here to the UK. You calculate it. September 1989. September, October, November, December, January, February, my mom died. For somebody who had just gotten married, my husband was still in Nigeria, and I've come over here to the UK to be told that your mom died. She was not ill. She was having tea with her husband in the sitting room. And all of a sudden, she went into bouts of coughing, and she died. She had still sent me Valentine card. So that was, you know, because she normally loves to write. And to post from Nigeria, you send it ahead. So she had sent Valentine card ahead, but she died February 8th. But thank God for godly relationship. Thank God for a godly husband that God had provided. Because we in our family, we are all girls. But one thing I thank God for, my father, also of blessed memory, will say, no matter what it is, what a man can do, my girls can do even better. So we are trained not to believe that we have to depend on any man. Lo and behold, when my mom died, thank God for my husband, who had just been married to me from September until February. He became my dad's right-hand man because my dad had only had one sibling who was far away 
they were not that close. He had friends, but I guarantee you, pastor was there day, it wasn't pastor then, was there day and night, sleeping on the same bed with my dad. As he's crying, as he's in tears, he was there standing by him, encouraging him. I was getting reports because my dad would have gone mad. He would have almost killed. In fact, on the day of burial, he was ready to jump into the grave. But just because God gave me a godly husband right at the point in time. But we didn't know that this was to happen. But what am I saying? When the life's ups and downs come, if you're not in a godly relationship, it can be very trying. You've realized that you're absolutely all on your own. But when you have someone who you know that God has chosen for you, who will be there with you right to the very end, even when you're not there, they will do beyond what you yourself would do. Those who are single, may the Lord give you godly husbands. May the Lord give you your boas. May your eyes be open. And for those who are in relationships that are still struggling, may the Lord pour a fresh oil upon your union. May the ability to know you are together in this is not a competition. You are meant to complement each other. May the grace of God be upon you. Because I can say of a fact, as it was from then until now, so easy. I give God the glory. 30 years on. 30 years later, if the Lord tarries, we'll still be like that. To the glory of God. I pray for more godly relationships. I pray for more godly unions that will be used to the glory of God, to the detriment of Satan, that marriages can work. That's the importance of being led and choosing a godly partner. Because then you will see the hand of God upon it. It's not the number of times, not the number of years. But whatever God's hand is upon, you will receive the peace. The Lord bless you all. Praise the Lord. I want us to, just for a moment, commit what we've heard today onto the Lord. If in your relationship you're struggling with confidence, begin to call on God that power will be ignited even in your relationship, that the two of you will come together and see each other even as one. Begin to pray that God will strengthen your union. God will help you. Or whoever it is that's coming to you right now, that God will open your eyes to see the areas, to see every areas of weaknesses, that you will not take on somebody who the enemy has sent to you to derail you. That will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. Begin to pray. Open your mouth, church, and begin to pray. Even if you don't have any situation, pray for relationships. Pray for our young ones. Pray for your your children, that they will not choose wrongly. They will not choose somebody who would derail them even for what God has called them to be. Pray for godly unions. Pray for godly homes. That divorce will not be our portion even in this place. That the blessings of God, the goodness of God, the new wine, the freshness will continually pour even from us, even unto others in the name of Jesus. That in all that we do, we will be living examples of truly what it is to have a godly union. Blessed be your name, O God. Thank you, Father. We worship and we bless you. We give you praise and we give you all the glory. For there is no other way that we can live this world outside of you. It's in you we live, we move, and have our being. Every relationship that you have earmarked for us, help us to walk into it in Jesus' name. Every relationship that the enemy has earmarked, Father Lord, we cut it off in Jesus' name. We will not walk into the entrapment of Satan. That nothing will derail our children, oh God. They will have God-fearing partners. So shall it be, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks 
goes to all our partners who support our ministry. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, you can call us on plus four four two zero eight five nine seven triple one zero or visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord be with you always until we meet next time.